Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, so Cliff Schechter is waiting patiently in the green room, but first we got to talk. What exactly is it that's keeping you from joining our Patreon page? If you think it's too expensive, and by the way, that's totally fine, I get it, But if $1 a month or $5 a month isn't within your budget, you can always follow our Patreon for free, the same way you can follow a Substack for free. You'll get alerts about new episodes, you can comment under the free episodes, and a whole lot more. You can join the community. Just go to patreon.com slash Show and follow us for free. Or you can sign up for our bonus content like the Shadow Docket shows and the Friday After Party. Again, that's patreon.com slash Show. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob. 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 The Bob Seska Show. Former Nation's Capital is Wednesday, February 21, 2024, and this is the Bob Seska Interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1,128 of the Biden-Harris administration, 258 days into the 24 presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram, the Bob Seska. I'm also on Blue Sky. My Twitter handle is bobseska underscore go, and our Patreon is bobseskashow.com. So as I said, it's Cliff Schechter Day again on the podcast. And by the way, Cliff is probably going to post some video clips of our talk on his YouTube channel. I got a link in the description for that. But hold it. Don't nobody move. You're going to get our unedited talk in its entirety right here as usual. Cliff and I talked about the revelations about Alexander Smirnov, the Russian agent who passed disinformation about the president and Hunter Biden to the House Republicans who accepted it like the Russian goons they are. We also talked about Trump's proposed national abortion ban, Trump's massive debts, Joe Biden's gigantic record of successes, and a whole lot more. Meantime, don't forget to support this podcast by subscribing to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Bob Show. Okay, here's me and YouTube celebrity Cliff Schechter. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. Let's start here. Um, am I crazy or should the Smirnov story end the Republican Party? I mean, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. This should be a much bigger fucking deal than kind of what I'm seeing in the mainstream press once again. Uh, you're certainly not crazy. I mean, you may be, but not in this way. You, you know, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Like we all need some kind of pills to take to live with the situation. Um, it's insane, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like. 
uh, I mean, he even has a great name, Smirnoff, right? Like, it's already a good brand to be talking about. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know? This guy's surrounded by Russian intelligence officials who are feeding him disinformation to then feed to the Republican Party. And now it's all out there. The Republican Party either willingly accepted the disinformation or stupidly accepted the disinformation. I think either explanation is equally damning, don't you think? Of course. I mean, either we've got a, a couple of fucking morons running things, which we know we do. <laughs> I mean, James Coburn and, and, and Jim Jordan are, are, are like guys that you kind of feel like should be sitting in a padded room with, with you know, like, I mean, I always go back to the Ruprecht example, like not have forks to stab in their own eyes or, you know, <laughs> maybe not let them near animal feces because they might start playing in it. I, I don't, right. they're fucking morons and, and whatever, but they're obviously people in such bad faith. You know, I, I think about, I read this report pre, and this is going to answer all of, all of these questions. I read this report, I feel like it was in the Financial Times, I need to find it. I tweeted about it earlier. They talked about an analysis that had been done of the EU right before uh, the Russian invasion of Crimea, the, the, yeah. the, in the actual few years leading up to it. And it found various transfers of money to EU officials, mm -hmm. to officials elected in their own countries, to the EU body, and to reporters. And I'm honestly getting to a point, I mean, look, we all know that either he's just a pathetic, self-loathing loser, which he is, yeah. or he's being bought off also, but that Glenn Greenwald is in the tank, right? And Jimmy Dore is in the tank. And yeah. we, we know a bunch of these folks on the left, Tucker Carlson on the right, and I mean, who started on the left, wherever they all are anymore, they're all, mm -hmm. they're Putinist apologists at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, and you know, you like talking about music. My, you know, my kid was at a show, uh, we went and saw U2, uh, at the um, Sphere, which is amazing, by the way. Oh, yes, yes, um, right. And my son was actually seeing it uh, again because uh, he's a big rock and roll fan, and those mm. are the special things, you know, when we can do something for him with my wife. And, um, you know, Putin... Uh, Putin, sorry, Jesus. I've got Putin on the brain. Um, <laughs> well, it all leads to there. So yes, that's of why, course, I of course. Say, I was going to mention a Putinite in Roger Waters, mm -hmm. who is a full-on Putinite at this point. So Bono gets up at this show and, you know, plays a song of peace, one of their songs they hadn't played in like 25, 30 years, yeah. and dedicates it to both the Israeli children who died on the day of the attack and to children in Gaza. Right, right. He wasn't picking a side. Wasn't doing, he was just saying how sad it was that all these innocent children dying. And Roger Waters came out and attacked him and said he was, you know, was pro-Israel and he wants Gaza kids to die and blah, 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 just because he said that. And the reason I bring that up is just because Roger Waters is clearly in the tank for Putin and has been. Mm -hmm. And you have all these figures like that. And, and we know these guys, I mean, not that Roger Waters would need to be bought off. He's just a fucking idiot because if they're not still making money off dark, of, dark side of the moon, then he's got some serious problems. But... Mm -hmm. The, the, these, they bought off, I, I think we're, we're naive, right? And I, I remember I had Malcolm Nance on my show at one point, where I used to do a podcast, some other folks, and I used to say, how can we believe that only Trump has been bought off, right? At that time, mm -hmm. Kevin McCarthy had made that comment to, to Paul Ryan when he thought nobody was listening, that there's two people I think Putin pays, Rohrbacher, you know, who's a congressman, yep. Republican congressman at the mm -hmm. time, and, and, and Trump. And the fact to only believe it was those two, when Ron Paul... You know, for years, um, had, in his newsletters or whatever else, had been praising them, said, let them go into Crimea, this and that. Ron Paul's campaign manager, a guy by the name of Jesse Benton, who also managed Rand Paul's campaigns, yep. uh, got arrested. I know this will shock you. And, and is married into the family. I think he's, he's, he's 
married to um, to Rand Paul's niece, I want to say. Mm-hmm. He uh, got arrested for funneling Russian money to Trump and w- got a sentence for it. Nobody talks about this. We never hear about this. Somebody that close yeah. to Rand and Ron Paul and to Trump. He uh, Trump pardoned him, of course, because Trump was president at the time. We don't talk about George Santos and the fact that that uh, what was his name? Intrader, who was a cousin of Victor Vekelsberg, a Russian oligarch closely mm-hmm. tied to Putin, Russian American, yeah. you know, Intrader. So he can get away with donating money. This is the loophole they've used. This is what Obama talked about in the State of the Union when that dumb fuck Alito shook his head about foreign money coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, uh, you've got Victor Vekelsberg there. Santos is supported by tens of thousands. I think forty thousand, fifty thousand, sixty thousand Russian money. More than that. Yep. Right. Mike Johnson, a, an American-owned company, so they were able to do it, but it is an American-owned. It was an American company, 88% owned by Russians, including, what's the name of the guy? One of these Russian um, oligarchs, I can't think of his name, and he also happens... Deripaska? Uh, happened to, it, it wasn't Deripaska, it was another one. There, okay. I, I'm trying to, God damn it, I, I'll find it, but here's the key point. He was also Maria Butina's handler. In this oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, and he's he helped fund Mike. Jo- I mean, when you start looking at all this stuff, you know, when you say, why isn't this the biggest story? Yeah, because if you look at the context of Donald Trump and Paul Manafort and Gates and that that other loser who, you know, was attached to them, I can't remember, uh, uh, Carter or whatever the fuck his name was. And the huge number of the meetings they took in Trump Tower, all the stuff we know from 2016 and on, the bowing before Putin in Helsinki, and all and all, all the different ways. But then Rand Paul going and delivering a letter to, to uh, I mean, he's a fucking errand boy for Trump mm-hmm. to deliver a letter to them, because clearly Rand Paul, as John McCain once said, and I just did a video about, was, was uh, the senator for Vladimir Putin. That's what McCain's words, that he was so anti-NATO. Um, we, we've got Mike Lee and others in that same boat. Mm-hmm. And, and then you start looking at the ones like Mike Johnson, George Santos, all these people that were bought off. And now you see this, Comer and, and Jim jo- uh, Jordan literally laundering Russian talking points and the whole Hunter Biden reason thing is all bullshit. But a lot of people have now heard it a million times over and will believe it. Mm-hmm. And you just say to yourself at what point, how is this not the biggest story in the fucking history of civilization? Seriously. They're slowly... Yeah taking over, not even slowly, they've taken over swaths of one of our political parties. They've taken over, uh, you know, a number of think tanks. Uh, the NRA, they infiltrated at, with Maria Butina and loaded up with money. These Christian prayer organizations, you know, family this and that, I don't remember if it's the research council, or whatever, they've loaded up with money. And, and they've done it with the far left with Jill Stein uh, and Tulsi Gabbard and people of that ilk. And now we see them and, and and we see all these reporters, and I mean, you know, Putin robbed them of all of their resources, right? The aluminum and, and gas and money's probably all over the world and hundreds of billions of dollars, if not more, mm-hmm. right? He may be the richest man in the world. He's just hidden all of this money. So so what would it take to buy yourself a couple of uh, of reporters? I mean, we know that, 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 you know, Ben Dominic, what's her name, you know, Mr. Meghan McCain, was bought by Malaysia for like $30,000 to write pieces that were supportive of them. That yeah, is a yeah. fact. Yep. Uh, I mean, who doesn't think, when you see the, the, the types like the ones we're talking about, the Glenn Greenwalds, I mean, Tucker Carlson probably doesn't need the money or maybe he just wants it because it makes him feel good even though he, he was born into it. But when you see these reporters on the left, uh, ostensibly of the far left and far right, all kowtowing to Putin, and we know that this happened in the EU, 
Does anybody really believe this wouldn't happen here? People that make 75, maybe they're lucky, 100, $125,000 a year, which again isn't bad money, but it's not millions. Mm -hmm. We think that, I mean, Vladimir Putin finds that in his sofa cushions. So this Smirnoff thing should be the biggest, I mean, it should be the biggest story of all time, especially when you bring the context in of like a good portion at this point, I think of our media, of our whole fucking political establishment is owned by Russia. That's right. And we won't, they won't talk about it. And the less they talk about it, Bob, the more I'm convinced some of them are bought off at major publications. Yeah. Because why would they not? How could they not? Well, this is basically the Kremlin orchestrating the impeachment of a president. That's what we're yes. talking about here. The Kremlin has overtaken the controlling party of the House of Representatives, which is now attempting to, based on pure disinformation, which has been proved now, they are using that disinformation to have our current president impeached. And yep. that the national security implications of that alone are massive. Now, if this Department of Justice were to do its job and actually investigate how deep the House Republicans are yeah. in I'm sorry, Putin's I'll just back say pocket. In words, and then you go right back to you, which is Merrick Garland fucking sucks. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, on top of that, you're going to have an entire Republican establishment who are going to say, oh, here Joe Biden goes again attacking his political opponents using the department. He's weaponizing the Department of Justice against yep. us. Why, oh, why is he doing that? And that's the utter madness of the place we're in with our politics now. And hopefully more voters will see through that nonsense than voters who are fooled by it. And obviously there will be many voters who will be fooled by that level. Of, well, the Democrats are saying this, but then again, the Republicans are saying they're being persecuted. I mean, Donald Trump believes he's Navalny now, so it's both sides. He for, him said, even said, utter, for him to even utter that name, yeah, I won't say what you know because I'd probably <laughs> go to prison for what I, I would do to him. Right. I mean, like, I mean, it, to utter that name, the grossness of that fucking, you know, orange whale, mm -hmm. you know, blowholing this guy's name out, this hero to yeah. democracy. You know, on the eighty-fourth or fifth birthday of John Lewis. You know, there are people among us that are that that are saints, right? Mm. I mean, there are people among us. It's kind of like this is what I believe. If, if you ask me, my true beliefs that Jesus was not somebody who rose from the from the you know on Easter. And again, I'm not insulting anybody who you have your religious beliefs, but I believe that there are certain people among us that are almost like they're ahead of their time. Mm -hmm. They're better than the rest of us. They're almost like prophets. Yeah. They, they they're 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 more evolved. It's like the way. You know, sociopaths and others are like evolutionary throwbacks or evolutionary throw forwards, if that could be a, mm -hmm. a phrase. Yeah. And it's when people from history, from Martin Luther King and Jesus, people like that who stood out, I believe, were those kinds of people. Okay? And clearly, Navalny is one of these kinds of people, the way John Lewis was. And he just mm -hmm. gave his life. He had a life in Germany with his wife and his little kid. You know, I don't know the, the picture I saw, maybe the kids are older, but man, when I looked at those kids, and I have kids, it just, I mean, I almost wanted to cry. Yeah. Like this this man gave every last measure of devotion, every last bit of, of his his life, he chose to go back to Russia. That's Sorry, right. Sorry, I'm getting, and what, I mean, what, 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 you know, what more could this man have given? And, and so the thing that gets me is, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, but that's the perfect segue into this, is in a two week period of time, Donald Trump encourages Russia to attack NATO and says they should do it. I'll tell them to do whatever the hell they want, is his exact quote. Mike Johnson, who again, got all 
thousands, tens of thousands, if not more, in money from a company where the largest shareholder was Maria Butina's handler, uh, refuses and obviously goes down to visit Trump or his Trump's little sycophant, his little clownfish, his little barnacle, refuses <laughs> to, 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 to vote on Ukraine aid so that they don't have ammunition and the war is starting to turn in Russia's favor right now because of us. Ukraine can win, but, but and if we don't think that, that after Ukraine, which is a horrible enough tragedy, that they're going to look towards Estonia and Latvia and some of these other places, I got mm -hmm. news for you. You know, I talk, I've talked about some of the client work I've done from an American Armenian group where they support Aliyev and going after the Armenians because they want to take back the Caucasus mm -hmm. too. They're causing trouble in, in, in Africa. They've got mercenaries upending governments, causing, you know, further exacerbating fighting and tensions in places like Sudan. You know, because there's natural gas, there's resources there, and they want to, they want the USSR back, and they want to, they want the, to to do that. You know, the, they've been fighting this multi-front war, um, and and I was reading something the other day. You know, that nobody can understand. Remember when there were the money bombs and the the you know the all that support online for Ron Paul in 2008? We now know it was Russian yeah. bots. It was one of their first their first operations. I mean, they've been at this now for for you know going on not going on two decades, but at least a decade and a half. And, you know, and, and, and to go back to the Ukraine example, again, Trump tells them to attack NATO when he won't defend NATO. Mm -hmm. um, Johnson refuses to pass aid to Ukraine to try to hurt them so they can lose this war. Yeah. Uh, Tucker Carlson goes over, he goes in his little happy shopping spree. Hey, look, you know, the supermarkets, they're beautiful here. It's great. Smell the bread. I mean, it looked like he wanted to hump the bread, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, you know, uh, goes over there and talks about how great things are. It's only $200 a month. Great. <laughs> um, most, I think most Russians uh, make something like $100 something dollars a month. Yeah, you so. know what? Most Russians understand exchange there. rates as well. <laughs> they understand the differences between a ruble and a dollar and how those two currencies relate to each other. Yeah. Tucker, but I'll say one thing, it's always, besides the fact that he's been a failure at everything, mm -hmm. writing MSNBC, CNN, Fox, is the one thing that's consistent, he's dumb as fuck. And I don't even yeah. know if he knew better because he's such a stupid fucker. That's right. right? Like, so you add all that up, Tucker, Mike Johnson, Donald Trump, and then Navalny gets killed. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if anybody doesn't think that like that, Same week. Those, these were... Yeah. These were operations, PR operations, to soften American response to what was planned with Navalny. I got, you know, I've, I've got uh, uh, my own uh, yacht to sell you. Um, so I don't. Yeah. And the thing with NATO is Donald Trump doesn't know anything about NATO. He only knows what Vladimir Putin has told him he should know about NATO. I will wager $1,000 right here that Donald Trump couldn't point to Poland on a goddamn map, much less satellite, former Soviet satellites like Estonia. There's no way yeah. he knows anything about this crap. He is being instructed to take this posture. I mean, really, Donald Trump doesn't care about anything other than things that directly affect his personal power and his wealth. So NATO it, is right? like this, this other thing that he's using, that he's going along with to protect his status with the Russians, with Vladimir Putin, who he considers himself to be an apprentice of. Donald Trump wants right, to well, be. He, he like lusts to be. I mean, you yeah. can tell Putin, 
you know, uh, Z, Zai, I always mispronounce his name. I'm Xi, sure. President Xi, yeah. yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Um, I should be better educated. I apologize to your brilliant guest. <laughs> I probably um, got it wrong too here. So here's I one know. I know how to pronounce, Erdogan in Turkey. There you go. Um, I, these are the people, Orban in Hungary. He wants to be one of them. He, he always talks about they're so strong and they control their countries. I mean, he's practically... I don't even want to say what he's practically doing when he's talking about them. He's so in love. And so, you know, oh, I mean, the love letters between him and Kim Jong-un, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's because this is what he aspires to be. And the thing is, NATO is much like democracy in that way, in the way that NATO is an alliance where you give up certain rights, you give up certain things because you're stronger together. And, right. and you've, you've come together to say uh, this alliance makes us stronger, it makes the world stronger and safer. And Donald Trump doesn't understand that because Donald Trump believes, wants exactly what Putin wants, the pre-World War II chaotic order where, there, where the world was ruled, you know, and even pre-World War I, the world was ruled by empires. Mm -hmm. The British Empire, the Austro-Hungarians, the Ottomans, uh, you took what you could. You didn't, you didn't sort of negotiate. You didn't have people that you owed stuff to. You didn't, you know, who owed you stuff. You, you just went and you took. And that's the world Donald Trump believes in and Vladimir Putin believes in. And that, that of course, is, is the, the central tension here is Trump's against NATO just because it means you have to sacrifice for other people just to begin with. And then, of course, Vladimir Putin comes to him and says, you know, destroy NATO for me. That's, I mean, you know, that's a labor of love for Trump in addition to something that can enrich him and turn him into a dictator. So he's mm -hmm. all for it. Right, um, right. And so, and that's the danger, right, you know, with all of this. Right, and I want to be clear about the possibility of Alexei Navalny dying and Donald Trump several days earlier saying to Vladimir Putin, do whatever the hell you want, and I will go along with it. In fact, I'll encourage you, which obviously, as we've said, involves encouraging a Russian invasion of Europe, which is essentially World War III, with who yep. knows whether the United States will, under Donald Trump, come in on the Russian side of this, that we will be the equivalent of one of the Axis powers in this scenario. But on we top could of be, that, but it leads to a nuclear war no matter what, because yeah. France has them, United Kingdom has them, Israel has them, and in the end, if if Russia starts pushing in there mm -hmm. uh, to to NATO territory, even if we're on the wrong side because Donald Trump is elected, somebody will respond, yeah. and they'll respond with nuclear weapons, and we'll be looking at, at a nuclear World War III. Right, right, and now the big excuse is. Why should we defend them? I mean, we've got this great ocean between us. Uh, we, don't need, we don't need to be involved in NATO anymore. We've got the Atlantic Ocean, which the great irony of that is the Atlantic Ocean didn't protect us on September 11th, after which the very first time Article 5 of the NATO Charter was invoked where all Good the NATO you. signatories... I was bring that up and yeah. you got there before me. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, all the NATO signatories rushed to our aid. No one was saying, why didn't the United States defend itself? Why didn't the United yep. States stop this terrorist attack or series of terrorist attacks before it happened? They should have done this and they didn't, so therefore we're not going to support them. No one was saying that. Everyone who is involved in NATO supplied something to that war effort, pledged their support to the United States. But, the, but as a contrast, you've got that day, as you said, Article 5 the, uh, of you know, the, the NATO comes out and says, the United States, this, this is an attack like any other. 
doesn't matter if they used our airplanes or whatever. This is an attack, and we will defend the United States. We will get involved. That is the selfless act of the NATO members that day. Yeah. That very same day, Donald Trump went on the news and said, now I have the tallest building in New York. That was his response. Right. To the, 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 so just, again, when you want to know who we're dealing with here, mm-hmm. one guy, one organization, group of people was like, were like, oh my God, this is, this is war, this is horrible, we need to do what's necessary uh, to protect you know, NATO and the world order, whatever. The other side of it is this jack-off who, whose response was, hey, my building's the tallest now. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's, I, that's I shouldn't be laughing, but Jesus. No, but you have yeah. to laugh because, I mean, he's such a fucking, I mean, that's what we're dealing with. And people mm-hmm. are, again, that's what, what the media is trying to normalize. This fucking sociopath, this chaos agent, this guy that wants to destroy, this person we know is responsible, according to numerous studies now, for 40% of the deaths from COVID that were preventable. I mean, well, I don't even know where the count is at this point, but, yeah. you know, during his presidency, certainly it was something like a million, 1.1, 2. I don't remember what the hell it was. Imagine hundreds of thousands of people not dead because this guy did his fucking job. Yeah, right. You know? I right. Mean, we've we've been through it. We've already we've already suffered because this guy was elected one time. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why, like, I loathe so many people in the media. And I will be, you know, I'm, I, the gloves. If they, if you think the gloves are off now, if they keep reporting the way they're reporting, I'm just going to start calling out individuals by name. Yeah. And I know some of these fuckers because I went to school with some of them. Uh, at the New York Times and places like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, they're not, I'm not letting them fucking sleepwalk us into, into World War III or into, uh, you know, a, a, a time where we're controlled by Russia. Anybody who mm-hmm. thinks, oh, a big ocean protects us, well, you got what you got, as you said, on 9-11. But, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's chemical weapons, biological weapons, nuclear weapons. There, there are, there's cyber war where we can have power grids shut down to mm-hmm. the point of where cities go dark. There's a lot of things that, sorry folks, cross the ocean. Yeah, exactly and, uh, right, yep. We need to be actually paying attention to what is going on in other parts of the world, even if you're a selfish asshole and don't care about actually helping people and don't care about the fact that the point behind NATO is to prevent war and to provide self-determination and hope that more countries will be free, more people will be free and fed and have peace. Even if you're, you're an asshole who doesn't care at all about that, it is better for us, selfishly, yeah. if we are involved yeah. in NATO. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, going back to what you were saying about the press, uh, we talked about this on uh, my Tuesday show uh, this week and on Meet the Press uh, on Sunday. Uh, I think, and I'm going to botch her name, the pronunciation of her name, Mara Liason. Liason? Mara Liason. Uh, Sweet. I screwed up her name and you did too. Now I feel better. Yeah. Right. Well, I've been corrected already and I still can't get it right. But suffice Mara, to say. I think say, it's Mara Liason. Mara Liason. Yeah, I think that's it. Anyway, she was saying that Donald Trump, because he supports the 16 week national abortion ban, is pivoting to being centrist. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. This is why I say on Twitter today that I'm, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It's back mm-hmm. to that old trope, Cliff, from, what, 2016, 2017? Oh, finally, Donald Trump's pivoting to being presidential, which he never does. He never pivots. He will never be presidential. He will never be moderate. He will never be centrist. Why are they framing? Why is Meet the Press framing a 16-week national abortion ban as the moderate position? Well, also, let's start, I mean, there's two, you know, two issues there. One, again, as you said, the, the pretending 
that Donald Trump has the capability to behave emotionally like an adult. Yeah. I mean, again, I can make every joke in the world about, hey, look, he poops his diaper, which I do all the time. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Sure. But, but be, beyond all of that kind of stuff, he, he's never emotionally been an adult. He's never, he never went through a stage of development like, like people are supposed to, where they understand the world around them. They understand that other people have lives, needs, this and that. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he is obviously clinically nar- a narcissist, probably a sociopath, and God knows how many other, uh, uh, you know, he's the entire book of disorders, the DSM that they have. Yeah, probably yeah. has half the damn things in there. He can't, <laughs> he, he can't function as a normal human. He doesn't mm-hmm. know how. He's never known how. So to think that he could, he could pivot you know, besides maybe once in a while being smart enough to listen to, to somebody who's around him who tells him to do something because it'll fool people, he might do something like that. But to think that he ever could truly change in any way is so fucking laughable now. You have to be such a dumb asshole to yeah. even say that. Um, second of all, uh, you know, we, we've, uh, beyond just the issue of Donald Trump, we've got the issue of abortion. And that's the thing that is, you know, the scary thing here yeah. is that they're going to allow him to portray himself as a moderate. We, under, we know if you look at the exit polls, not bullshit polls that, that aren't, you know, don't bear anything out that Nate Silver sits around and masturbates to. Oh, I hate that <laughs> guy too. Um, who, who just, you know, who's become Glenn Greenwald with glasses, basically. Mm-hmm. Wait, Glenn Greenwald has glasses. No, okay, I don't know. just another dorky Glenn Greenwald. I know what you mean, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like just, trying to, to get engagement from saying stupid shit online. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the poll in, in New York 3 showed Swazi and Philip about tied. He was up like a point or two. He won by eight. Like these polls are undercounting Democrats. And part of the reason they're doing that is, first of all, they're not counting the fact that as time has gone on and the Republican Party, the Kinzingers and Cheneys and now Romneys and whatever have left and been replaced by complete batshit fucking lunatics. And there have been civil wars in these in these parties here in Ohio between the the right wing nuts and the few you know decent people left. The same thing happened in Michigan where they they elected that woman as the head of the party who believes in like sexually transmitted demons and threatened to kill her own family. <laughs> That's, That's right. a good person to have. I mean, <laughs> you know, and so of course, shockingly, she did a terrible job. They ousted her, and now she's like. She, you know, she's like, she's running her own Republican Party in exile, I think still getting mm-hmm. some of the crazies to give her money. So there's a split there. They're fighting amongst themselves because this is like Lord of the Flies. They're fucking children emotionally. These are people that are not developed. I think, you know, have you ever, I don't know if you ever, I ever had you on his show. You on his show, Matt McNeil is a friend of mine, great guy who hosts the Chicago and Minneapolis Drive Time okay. uh, radio. And he did something, we put it up on my YouTube channel, like a guest video. It was a video he did on, on, you know, when he was on radio, but he does video too. And it was just about explaining how, you know, in the district that Lauren Boebert has now moved to, using as a jumping off point, that there were about seven of them sitting there at this, in this primary debate. And the moderator asked how many of them had been arrested before, had gone to prison, and like five of them raised their hands. Five hmm. of seven who are running because... They're not just not the law and order party anymore. They're a party of fucking criminals. Remember what I said on that thing versus uh, Cleta Mitchell? You're a party of criminals and pedophiles now? <laughs> yeah, I of mean, course. You know, like, like, sorry to go back to that, but, but I mean, 
they are a party of people that that you know nonstop. I mean, you can go through the list of them. Mm-hmm. The trouble Matt Gates being investigated now, right? And and the one that's leaving, that one from Arizona, like went on a Bonnie and Clyde thing with her husband. I can't think of her name right now. And then denied said it was all her husband forcing her to do it. They elected her. She had numerous crimes against her, forging checks. And I mean, this is not only not a disqualification. It's it's a positive. Yeah. Like the Republican Party, you know, the whole cruelty is the point. Cruelty, incompetence, corruption, all of it. Like like that's what they're looking for. Because mm-hmm. that's how how Fox and the rest of them have trained their base. The people that turn out in those in those elections and and nominate and do all that stuff are looking for the worst among us. That's how they decide you're worth it. Have you been cruel enough? Have you been stupid enough? Have you rejected modernity enough? Have you done all of this? And if you have, then they're like, you're our guy or you're our gal. And the thing is, shockingly, with the exception of very red states and with the the exception of very red districts, this doesn't play very well. Mm -hmm. So when you you nominate a Mozzie Pillup, Phillip, whatever her name is, against Tom Suozzi in a district that's maybe plus one Democratic and that George Santos won by seven points, we win by eight, you know, a 15, 16 point switch there. Why? Because they nominate somebody who lied and said she was in the IDF and lied and said all sorts of other things. Yeah. Because these are the things, these are the types of people Republicans nominate and put forward now. So, I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, we should, in the end, the media, if the media would tell any kind of truth, would give any kind of context to who these people are, we, we probably would win a 35 state presidential victory. We would lose maybe a few, you know, the, the whitest deep south states and border states and the, and you know, what I like to call the Mormon belt, you know, Utah, Wyoming, whatever. Yeah. We'd win everything else. And every district that goes up to seven or eight points Republican, because guess what? That's what the Dobbs effect has shown. Mm-hmm. That there's been a seven point tilt towards Democrats more since Dobbs. You know, whether it's Dobbs, it's the tax on democracy added all up. But there's a lot. I know you've had probably had Rachel Bitterkoffer on here. She's talking oh, yeah. about this. There are a shit ton. And I know some of these people of suburban Republicans voted for McCain, voted for Romney. You know, those types of folks who are scared out of their minds of Trump at this point. They'd be willing to vote for someone like Nikki Haley. I don't agree with them. I think they're wrong on a lot of stuff. But, you know, that those are those 43% of Nikki Haley voters in Iowa who said if Haley was not the nominee, they're going to vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. They are leaving MAGA in droves. Yeah. And, that, and it's amazing because they're not even getting the proper information. Right. They just, and luckily their eyes won't lie to them when they see this guy acting like a lunatic, like dry humping an American flag on TV. They're like, <laughs> eh, maybe he's not fit to be president. You know, I mean, so that's what we've got going on. And, and that's what's happening in these polls. And, and you know, it is, we're seeing it from the exit polls. That, that, but, but yet the media will let Trump get away with it. Now, luckily, as I said, most people will get it because he's also bragged that he ended Roe. Yeah. He's bragged a number of times about that. He said that women should be punished for having abortions. So he's going to try to run away from that now. But I promise you, the media will try to let him get away with saying his position, it makes him a moderate, as you said. It's just such utter bullshit. Okay, short break. Back with more Cliff Schechter right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, it's Randy Rhodes, and here's what you missed. You gotta pay your bills. You gotta pay, or I got a baseball bat over here. Smash. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, who the hell is this guy? By the way, please see E. Jean Carroll about making a payment. Please see every contractor that ever worked on any of your casinos in Atlantic City. Please see any lawyer who ever lawyered for you uh, because and then you stiff them. How dare he sit there and, and you got to pay. You got because he likes sounding like a mob boss and his people like him sounding like a mob boss. But the crazy part is he ain't no mob boss. He's running to be president of the United States and his main main job would be foreign policy. His main job would be national security. And this is a guy who really isn't in, I mean, he's, he's, he's just dumb. Don't have time to listen to a live show? Want to hear more on your schedule? Go to randyroads.com and buy a stinking podcast. Bob Seska. Why do you think so many liberals are taking the polling seriously and not recognizing the fact that every time there's a special election or even going back to the midterms, the Democrats are vastly outperforming the polls. And yet there are Democrats who are going, hey, you know, what? maybe we need to drop Joe Biden because these polls are showing that the American people think he's too old to be president, which, by the way, the second question after that poll question should be, but will you vote for him anyway? And they're not they're not asking that question. But there are Democrats who are taking that first question, I think, way too seriously without considering the possibility of what the answer would be to the second question that isn't getting asked. You know what I mean? That's a little confusing way to describe it. But yeah, there's an ideal world and there's the world we live in. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in an ideal world, I'm not going to deny it. Like, I would like our our nominee to be younger than Biden is. I would like most of them. Sure. I, I said this. I've said this before. When it came to certain, you know, leaders in our congressional wing, that I thought they'd done an amazing job, and they're incredible. Nancy Pelosi deserve, will, would be on any Mount Rushmore of all time greatest legislators. Absolutely. But there is a point where you've got to go to the next generation, and partially that's not even just that's not an issue of like you're slowing down. It's an issue of the next generation, Gen X on down, like we're not in some crouch scared of Ronald Reagan and thinking that it's still the Reagan party and they've got the popular, they've got the, the funny, charismatic president, and they've got po- the, the popular positions are on their side. Like we, we you know, I was, at, I was at most in my teens during any of the Reagan years. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't even paying close attention to politics. For the, you know, To me, I've, what I've seen ever since is, you know, when I first really got into it was when I worked in college for Bill Clinton's election in 92, and I've seen us kicking their asses in pretty much every elect, in every popular vote yeah. since then, yeah. right? I've, I've seen us with huge victories. I've seen the midterm we pulled out this year, um, which was unprecedented, like fucking unprecedented, okay? Seriously. We picked up five state legislative chambers. No president, no party of a president in power had done that since FDR. Right. All right, like things like that. Um, and so, 
and so it is. I wish liberals would just just stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. These, these polls are, are just propaganda like everything else that's out there. They're noise. They're bullshit. It doesn't matter. So if you were to ask me in one of those polls, I'd say, yes, I would prefer that we had a 50-something running. I think we've got a fantastic crop of even a 60-something, of 60-something, 50-something, and 40-something Xers and millennials who are ready to take over the party. But right now, at this moment, Joe Biden kicked Donald Trump's ass last time going against everything. He beat incumbency, he beat the fucking Russian op, he beat all of that stuff and he won, and he won in you know states I know, because guess what, I was writing ads for him. You know, I know what our top targets were, and we, we actually even lost one or two of those, Florida and North Carolina, but Georgia was a second tier target for us. Yeah. And guess what, we won it. Arizona was, was a top tier target, but we hadn't won that since Clinton won it, I think in 96, and we won it. You know, we won the electoral vote in Nebraska, right? Like, like we, the, you know, because they do their votes separately by congressional district mm-hmm. um, in Nebraska and Maine. I'm just, you know, they give you the overall for the Senate ones. I don't want to get into bore people, but you could, they, they split them up how they hand them out. Yeah, point yeah. being, and that's a very suburban district, the one around Omaha, Nebraska. The point being um, that Biden did, has, has beat the crap out of him last time. Has honestly, they just rated him, I think, 12th best president or something of all time in this historical, uh, you know, analysis. Shocking. Yeah. Gee, who was ranked last? Right. Um, Donald Trump. And by the way, was- Republicans and conservatives rank Donald Trump at like, I think, 43. So this isn't just Democrats and independents saying that Donald Trump sucks. Even Republicans who are part of this project, the Presidential Greatness Project, are saying, yep. oh, yeah, yeah, uh, 43, 41, oh, somewhere down at up. the bottom of the list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like, that guy's, some, that guy's a total fucknut. I mean, they're like, have you seen him? I mean, yeah. sometimes the, the orange looks brown. In any case. <laughs> I know. Okay. God, so, it's disgusting. So, yeah, he's fucking repulsive. In any case... You, you, we've we've got that, and I will say for a second, I'm sorry if they've if if these some of these historians though, and I'm sure it's because some of them are conservative and biased or whatever. But George W. Bush landing at 32, uh-uh. uh-huh. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I mean, uh, George W. Bush. You, you can you can make an argument that Andrew Johnson was worse, and and that James Buchanan was worse, and maybe even Pierce, who by the way was Barbara's original name because she she came from the Pierce family. Oh, that's so right. the Bushes have had had a whole bunch of the worst presidents. That's mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, but, is, is George you know, W. Bush writing like thank you notes to Donald Trump and saying, hey, you know he what? Thanks, thanks so much for making me look so much better. <laughs> because honestly, I'm a you know I I, I did everything but AEBD for for political history. I'm a geek in this stuff. I studied this stuff. And and if you look at every single one of them. There's no way you could make an argument for, for, for Bush getting anywhere, in my opinion, above 38th of the 45 or so. And yeah. he probably should be 40th or below. I think William Henry Harrison, who just got up, got pneumonia during his speech and died three months later, did a better job than Bush. <laughs> but you know what's funny is that, that William Henry Harrison is ranked above Trump and Johnson and a few yes. of them, and he was dead. Amazing. He was in a coma or dead the whole time he was president, and that's better than the job Trump did, so that should tell you something. In any case, yeah. <laughs> to get back to the point, Joe Biden kicked his ass in that election. Joe Biden was a uniter, and then they made up all this shit and went after him and lied, because they're really good at that, and now we know a Russian op with Hunter and all that, but he's very a good, likable guy, all that stuff, and then on top of all of that, honestly, I dare you to, I dare you, to find, not you being you, Bob, but anybody, sure. to find me a better legislative and economic record for, of any president in, oh, I don't know, almost the last century. That's right. I mean, 
everything from, and some of them were bipartisan, like we needed to do a lot more on guns, but the fact that he passed a, a, a smart gun safety bill actually closed a number of dangerous loopholes and got Republicans to vote for it. The mm-hmm. fact that he passed an infrastructure bill that is part of why our economy is fucking booming right now. The yeah. stock market's higher than it's ever been. Low, unemployment's as low as it's ever been. The you know, inflation's way down. I mean, we're, you know, our, our economy is freaking booming. He passed, he's passed legislation around numerous other issues. He's gotten stuff done that for a generation, Democrats wanted to get done and couldn't get done. I'm thinking about here uh, the, ma- the the bulk negotiation of, of drugs under Medicare that has lowered the price of prescription drugs by 30, 40 percent, often mm-hmm. more yep. for seniors. I mean, the, the the list, you know, the 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 COVID bill, which no Republicans would support him on, that got shots and arms and money out there, whatever, is, and brought our economy back. The Inflation Reduction Act, which put more funds into the green energy and climate change mitigation measures than has ever been done in this country before. That's right. And I could go on and on and on. His legislative record, amazing. His economic mm-hmm. record, amazing. His foreign policy record, pretty fucking amazing too. Yeah. You know, the media turned on him after Afghanistan. Guess what? We shouldn't have been there 18 years. We shouldn't have been there 18 months. Mm-hmm. It was another George W. Bush fuck up. Hi, this asshole took down buildings, is a is a vicious, amoral, terrorist motherfucker. Sorry, I was there that day and saw the second plane hit. We knew some, we lost somebody, a, a friend's son of my mom. So yeah. no, no, you're not gonna find Sorry, even the slightest sympathy. I hope wherever Osama bin Laden is, he's fucking still suffering. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, but we, we, you know, we, uh, Oh, fuck, now I lost my train of thought, of course. Oh, you're just, um, you were going through uh, Joe Biden's record so far, which has been incredible. But you know what, Cliff? Oh, I hate I to say, say it, but you know. It shouldn't have been in Afghanistan. Yeah. The, the response to that should have been basically Army, you know, like, and I'm not claiming to be a military genius, but special forces, SEALs, Rangers, people like that going in, you know, killing whatever Taliban members or capturing were, were, were providing protection for him and his guys getting al-Qaeda, killing or capturing them all, and getting the fuck out. Mm-hmm. That, it should have been very simple, and of course, we all know when Trump, when Bush was like, hey, let's go to Iraq, and you know, Tora Bora, and, and he got away, and we ended up staying there. We should have never been there 18 years, or whatever it was, but thankfully, Biden got us out of our longest war. Did it all go smoothly initially? No, nothing, you pulling out of a war. You ever seen those pictures from Vietnam? Mm-hmm. But the media, oh my God, he's terrible, he's whatever. He did as good a job as you can do. He's been, NATO apparently looks up to him like a father figure, they love him. He's been a uniter there. I mean, he's done a number of terrific things internationally, you know, and, and I'm sorry, and this may piss some people off, and I don't really care. I think he's taken exactly the right course when it comes to Israel uh, and the situation there too, which is to be supportive of Israel, who was uh, attacked uh, in, in a medieval and sick way, but also to be critical of Israel, to not be supportive of Bibi Netanyahu, who is a war criminal, right. and be critical of Israel for how they're carrying out this war, which sadly, like having Trump here during COVID, they have Netanyahu in office during this. If they had a labor leader or somebody decent in Israel, maybe this would have been handled in a completely different way. They have their Trump in office, mm-hmm. but he's tried to push Israel 
to be safer about what they do, to bomb less. I mean, all these people who are acting like Biden can snap his fingers and, and we can and Israel is going to stop. That's not the way this works. Yeah. He's handled it so far, so, so much better. I would love to see the reactions of these same people if Trump were in office. Trump would be basically like, why don't you nuke Gaza? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not oh, making Trump, excuses. Oh, Trump couldn't point to Gaza on a map. Uh, once again, I'll bet another $1,000 if Donald Trump can point successfully to Gaza on a world map. I right. bet you he cannot. And Gazan children dying is awful, and I'm not saying any of that. I, yeah. I think Israel had absolutely had the right to defend themselves and how they've done it at this point, I'm no longer supporting. Yeah. And I was initially. Right. But, I mean, attacking infrastructure, I mean, it has to be done in a way where you're, you're, you're sticking to, the, to going after the guys that did this to you. Mm-hmm. And, and, there's two, you and, and trying to keep civilians safe. And I'm not saying, I, I, if I were clear, I, I don't support a, a ceasefire without truth, without everybody being given back right um but at the same time i would not be bombing the kind of infrastructure they're doing absolutely not yeah well you Um, you notice the tough issue and i'm sorry but you know like uh, i I think i feel like i have to go to detail here because you know get you know i'm sure there'll already be some people in the comments who'll be calling me a baby killer or something i mean these these are these are delicate issues and getting them just right and ukraine defending ukraine i i think biden frankly i wish you were a little had been a little tougher and sent them more initially, immediately, but that's uh, Donald Trump would be like, Russia, come on in, is who you're mm-hmm. putting him up against. I'd say foreign policy, he probably gets a B plus or something like that, gets A's on everything else. There just hasn't been somebody who's performed better overall. Yeah. There just hasn't. Well, did you hear yesterday? In a long time, anyhow. Yeah, I think at a rally, it was yesterday or maybe the day before, Donald Trump pledged that he would deport anyone who is a Hamas sympathizer inside the United States. So basically what we're talking about is some form, obviously, of ethnic cleansing that Donald Trump is going to engage in. But at the same time, he's going after people's ideology. I mean, and deporting them. Yeah, I mean, if somebody says, I believe in a ceasefire, and what I'm saying right now is, I I don't believe in a full ceasefire until every hostage is returned, because that's the state they were in before the attack, they had a ceasefire. Right. But I respect people who say, I don't think that's a crazy view to have, to say we should have a full ceasefire right now. Mm-hmm. And guess what? For having that view, you'll probably be called a Hamas sympathizer by Donald Trump, and you'll be, excuse me, thrown out of our country. So if yeah. that's what you're looking for, Trump's your guy. Right, right. Well, on top of everything else, Cliff, uh, and in addition to Project 2025, which I think we've talked about here uh, quite a bit, that yeah. stacking the federal government with loyalists, putting the Department of Justice under the direct control of the White House, there's this other group, this other think tank called the Center for Renewing America. And they're planning to they have... They always have great names like that, don't they? Yeah, I know. But this is Something, like the... Yeah. Healthy Forest. <laughs> that's right. This yeah. is a Christian nationalist think tank. And, and they want to have Trump end surrogacy, like pregnancy surrogacy. They want to end no-fault divorce. They want to invoke the Insurrection Act to stop protests. They want to end sex education in schools. They want to stop policies that subsidize single motherhood. But of course, Cliff, Joe Biden said Mexico instead of Egypt. So, you know, why not? Yeah, right. We'd better all freak out. I mean, the other guy yeah. is up there fucking thinking Nikki Haley's in charge of capital security <laughs> and thinks that we won, like, thinking that we won World War II from fucking Fort Ticonderoga. But, you know, sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. it's, it's Biden who's got the issue. I mean, yeah, that group. Well, again, when Biden is, has said, um, I don't know if you saw that reporter on CNN the other day. It was amazing. 
when she was uh, quoting the Biden people, but she forgot to say she was quoting the Biden people, and she actually said the word. Oh, yeah, I did. She, she went on, MJ Lee, I think it is. She went awesome. on, she was like, and the Biden people say they're going to be highlight a lot, highlighting a lot more of the crazy shit Donald Trump says. It was like, if CNN, if you do that every day, I would be an avid viewer, okay? <laughs> if you would switch to that coverage and just say the truth and say it that way, mm-hmm. like, you'd have me. Oh, you, yeah, you know, yeah. she had me at hello or crazy shit, whichever way you want to look at it. But, <laughs> right. but, um, but, but, but yeah, like, like, I, I mean, the, the point being is that, that Biden has said he's going to do this, but I, I don't think it can just be the crazy shit Trump says, right? Mm-hmm. Because people obviously are freaked about Dobbs and they're freaked about the attack on democracy. This group is close to Trump. Highlight every fucking thing they say too. Yeah. No fault divorce, single motherhood. What I mean, I mean, single motherhood. Like, what what do they want then? You can't have an abortion, so you have the child, and then do we just off you? Like, I'm, I'm not. What is it that they think? What is the what is the third option I'm missing here? Because <laughs> I can only think of two options. <laughs> oh, I guess you're forced to give up for give up your child for divorce. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could be the th- I mean for um adoption. That could be the third option. Wow. Well, that's not totalitarian at all. Right, right. That, that's not handmade tale at all. That's really modern democracy stuff because yeah. those are your only options. Abortion, single motherhood, if you're a mother who does not have a partner, or you're forced to give the child up for adoption. So maybe that's what they're not saying. Yeah. Because if they won't support you as a single mother and they won't allow you to get an abortion, the only thing I can think of they can do is force you to give your child up. Which, right, right. The Republican wow. Party doesn't want women to have abortions uh, in pregnancies that they don't want, but then they also want to prevent women from getting pregnant in the first place using IVF as a possible solution for infertility. <laughs> so it's like, no, you can't have a baby. And by the way, if you, do, if you don't want to have a baby, we're going to force you to have that baby. It's like... It doesn't make any sense, but uh, if you practice the rhythm method, you'll have a boy. And if you, mm-hmm. I mean, like we're, we're you know, it, we'll give you if you start to feel unwell, we'll we'll cut you and give you a good bleeding. Yeah. I mean, their medicine is what 16th century, 17th. Is this mm-hmm. where their belief system comes from? Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure they think there's witches involved somewhere too, and. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that's just it. I mean, Michael Knowles, one of the Daily Wire podcasters under the Ben Shapiro umbrella, he has said he doesn't want to go back to the 1950s. He wants to go back to the 1650s. I mean, this right. is a mission statement of the extremist far right, the people who are circulating Donald Trump and influencing Donald Trump. And that's where Leo, Donald by Trump. the way, got, a lot of his, got some of his opinions quite seriously. Yeah. Like, this isn't a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Dobbs decision, right? He was quoting a, was it a 17th century uh, Christian philosopher, and it turned out he was, it, he yeah. was you know, a guy who thought abortion was terrible, blah, blah, blah. He also was somebody who believed marital rape was completely acceptable. Yeah. So there's something else for you you should get used to, which is if you're married uh, and, and Trump's friends here take over, I'm sure marital rape is not rape. Mm-hmm. There was one Ohio legislator, one right-wing Republican nut, when they took a vote here on whether, whether you, you could have rape in marriage, and he voted no. And somebody followed after him to talk to him afterwards, and he was just like, sorry. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, I can't remember some of the stupid shit he said. But basically, that's their view, that right. some of them right. still hold that. I mean, they want to turn the clock back on all of this stuff. And if mm-hmm. you are you know, anything but white, straight, Christian, conservative, male, whatever, you, you go to the back of the you know, bus, 
quite yeah. literally, or you're in line in the packing order. You you listen to what your betters tell you. Mm -hmm. Exactly That's right. That's how it works. Yeah. And one more thing before I let you go, Cliff. Uh, Trump has to pay New York half a billion dollars and rising, by the way, by the day right. with interest. Make some infrastructure. The FDR drive get worked on. I like it. <laughs> exactly. Plus another $83 million to E. Jean Carroll, plus potentially $100 million to the Internal Revenue Service because of this ongoing audit. And right. then there are several pending lawsuits in D.C. related to January 6th against Donald Trump specifically. How dangerous, Cliff, is it to elect this a-hole president when he's so heavily in debt? He's so heavily leveraged. I mean, I hope the press is going to cover this story. I'm not holding my breath. Keeping an eye yeah. on how exactly Donald Trump is going to get this money. And when he gets the money, where did it come from? And will this endlessly compromise him as a would-be president of the United States. You know what I mean? Maybe we can get like Taylor Swift to take some charity on him, you know, give him like a long-term <laughs> loan. Yeah, well, e you know? Elon Musk just, that yeah, Elon Musk Go was ahead. just at Mar-a-Lago visiting with Trump. So who knows whether I Elon's going to lend him money. He's got money too, even though yeah. he, at the rate he's bleeding it away on Twitter, I think his his thing he paid 42 million, uh, uh, yeah, was, was it $42 billion for? It's now worth 14. Yeah. So I, I'm not a genius at math, but that seems like a lot less. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I don't know if he'll still, you know, with his rockets blowing up and his his uh, Tesla, like, like truck looking, looking like some rusty old sort of like rusty old truck they pulled out of like Mad Max Fury Road or some shit. I'm not really sure that um, that that's going to be that, that he may be worth a lot less soon. I would I mm -hmm. think Taylor Swift has more upward mobility. I'd rely more on her for the money than. Yeah. But in all seriousness, like this was the problem when he was elected last time is Donald Trump, of course, you know, first of all, he doesn't know how to read a balance sheet. But even if he does did, he doesn't he doesn't know how to tell the truth. Yeah. So he would always tell you. The, the, you know, and he'd lie and exaggerate, but even if he told you, he'd always be speaking about his assets and forgetting, oh, that's right, the hundreds of millions or billions in debt. Yeah. Like, let's forget about that. Well, now you, add, so he always, even when he was in, he was president last time, there were debts, and that's what he was using, partially using the presidency for, mm -hmm. a piggy bank, right? right? Like, oh my God, look, the whole top floor of my hotel is rented out by the Saudis. They must just want a lot of room. Yeah. I'm sure there's nothing there they're trying to get, <laughs> uh, or the Chinese, or, you know, so, so I mean, that's what he used it for last time around, but now he's going to need it even more. Yeah. And you're right, because we're talking about what? Towards a billion dollars or whatever it is that he's mm -hmm. going to owe in, you know, in these judgments on top of all the money he already owes banks that he hasn't paid off. I mean, if there's going to be ever a man more desperate for, to, to, you know, for Vladimir Putin in, in, God damn it, Z? Did I say it right? G, President G. G. I said G. I got it. Awesome. G, like uh, almost a J sound. G, President G right. with right. a big, beautiful so, chocolate cake. Yeah, that's how. It see, was I learned right. here, folks. Like you can learn during Bob Seska's <laughs> podcast. I learned stuff. Um, so, like you know, Putin and G and some of the other ones that have uh, these other dictators that that have a ton of money. Oh, MBS over in uh, Saudi Arabia, Qatar. Mm. I mean, you know, the market's open, folks. If Trump yeah. gets reelected, I mean, what 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 are you willing to give for what you want? Right. You want, the, you want a port given to you somewhere? Do you want an attack on a third party on a country? Hey, it's going to cost you. You just got to go to Trump and see if you can negotiate a deal. He's exactly. a deal maker after all. Mm -hmm. I mean. So deeply compromised. Yeah, and the latest ridiculousness from uh, not only Donald Trump, but Jonathan Turley, who's been defending Donald Trump breathlessly 
uh, lately. Another one, by the way, yeah, if not by Russia, by the right. Yeah. You may remember he used to have center-left opinions on Overman's show, mm-hmm. completely bought off. I oh, mean, yeah, bought oh, off. Oh, look, here's easily. this endowed chair yeah. at George Mason University, which is loaded with Koch brother money. Mm-hmm. And if anybody knows George Mason knows it's, it's essentially I used to do a, a radio show there. The- I used to do a college radio show at you, George Mason, yeah. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a playground for Koch money, Koch yeah. brother money, and the rest. Oh, he magically gets an endowed chair there, and God knows how much money he gets loaded up with. Mm-hmm. And he just he also suddenly changes his opinions and becomes a right-wing Trumper. Totally, yeah, yeah. totally believable. But go ahead. Well, Tell us the brilliance of, of yeah. Jonathan Turley. Well, both Turley and Trump are making the argument that the Angoron judgment is a violation of Trump's constitutional rights against excessive fines. Right. So let's do a little bit of math here, Cliff. Trump claims to be worth, what, what's his net worth? He says $9 billion. Like he's a nine billionaire, right? So if true, he could pay the penalties and interest in full and still have or still be worth $8.5 billion. I mean, he could also yeah, pay, on top of that, he could also pay Jonathan Turley a billion dollars for peddling Trump's bullshit and he'd still be worth $7.5 billion. Such a hardship, so excessive, isn't it? It really, it really is. I think when Trump hears the term net worth, he thinks it's just, worth jumping in a net because he doesn't really understand. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really get the net part of doesn't that understand. equation, which is yeah. you see, you got to erase the debts mm-hmm. from the assets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and then gotta, plus, you know, by the way, he's, he's been saying that he's actually been devaluing his assets on financial statements. And I hope the IRS is paying attention to that shit. Because if that right. was anyone that else, comes up next. yeah, I mean, if that was anyone he else, fraud on both ends, right? right. I oh, mean, God, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, the IRS would be up in your business so quickly if you went online and said, yes, I've been intentionally devaluing my assets on financial statements. They're like, huh, what? I mean, this could be yeah. part of what could end up being a hundred million dollar judgment against Donald Trump just from the Internal Revenue Service alone. God sure damn be. it. And then there'll be more. <laughs> right. I, mean, I don't know if there's other, other women have been inspired by E. Jean Carroll. They may mm. come forth and go after him and rape him because he said nasty things about a number of them and said they, that they were lying. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, there's all, I, uh, this is the way to do it. Just the way, you know, I mean, it's horrible that any of this stuff happened to these people, but if you, the way you strike back in many ways is use our court system. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at these voting machine companies and what they've done to Fox. You know, I wish many more people that are not public figures, we've got that exception. I don't think we should if you completely, if you fabricate stuff to me that causes threats to somebody, I think, I don't care if they're a public figure, but that's an argument for another time. Um, That's more the United Kingdom system. But as far as I'm concerned, I mean, there are plenty of non-public people they've chosen to go off on. Mm -hmm. Seth Rich's family threatened them and they ended up having to pay them off. I wish every single one, every time, they go after somebody who doesn't have a big or, or any public platform that they would sue them. Yeah, exactly. Really do. Yeah. And here's something to motivate everyone to make sure that we destroy Donald Trump in this election. If he loses in November, imagine all of these lawsuits and criminal cases moving forward unfettered. I'm talking about the ones that he's not convicted of prior to the election. Anything that happens uh, after November and Donald Trump is the loser in that election, it is going to be the entire justice system is going to take a gigantic crap on Donald Trump's head, even more so than they already are. 
I shut down the FAA and, and all flights that night, mm-hmm. maybe for the next week, because <laughs> yeah. he's going to live in a palace in Saudi Arabia like Idi Amin did in his final days. <laughs> if, uh, I promise you, if, 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 if he loses that election, they're loading up everything they can carry, all the stolen secrets in his shit or in Mar-a-Lago, if there are any left there, or in weird closets there. He's grabbing, like, you know, whatever other crap he can, you know, <laughs> furniture off the floor of Mar-a-Lago, of the, of the bed bug Mar-a-Lago, as I like mm-hmm. to call it. Yeah. And he's just going to get on, you know, whatever crappy old airplane he can, probably some Soviet-era by then, like, yeah, yeah. Soviet-era fighter... Uh, who, who cares? Point yeah. is, is, is he's, he's headed to Saudi Arabia to, mm. to try to live his life out like a, like a prince. Well, I bet Walt Nauda is busily packing Donald Trump's go bag right now, trying to figure out how many things of Imodium and Aquanet he can fit into a gym bag. Like, and God, like, I got to get all this crap with, in there. Yeah. Load this shit up with Adderall and makeup with yeah. bronzer, right? Like, let's, let's get all this crap in there. Oh, we need to get the spray and the twirly for the piss cotton candy hair. That's and right. like, we need to... Everything, man. Everything. There's a there's a Buick parked in an airport parking lot <laughs> with a go bag in the back in the trunk, just waiting for Donald Trump to he, flee under an assumed name. Exactly, he's exactly like Jason Bourne, except he's fatter, slower, dumber, yeah. less accomplished. <laughs> okay. Jesus. All right, my friend. Where's your uh, YouTube channel? Talk about that for a second. What's uh, what's the latest? Latest, we just had a huge video on, on, it was John Fetterman basically calling Rand Paul a prick. And it turns out people really like that because Rand mm. Paul was trying to hold up the Ukraine bill. We're at about 140,000 views. I mean, things are going really well. We're moving past 34,000, hopefully to 35,000 subscribers. And it's only been around 17 months now, 16. Oh, so great. we're moving up. I'm loving it. I'm doing more and more segments. Going to try to go from one to two a day, maybe eventually three. Um, I may add a live streaming option in the near future on Fridays where I will force my friend Bob Seska. Short, like I'm not going to do long form again, but even if it's 10 to 15 minutes, somebody to come on and do like a three to five set and five question format of like boom, boom, boom. I'd love to. Um, yeah. So we get, we get a lot going on. We're rebranding. Like I'm loving it. I love doing it. Um, and if people notice, and I know Bob would notice because I've sent you some of them, like everything has clips from songs, movies. You know, like I get my pop culture stuff in there. Comedies, action movies, TV shows, you know, it could be Breaking Bad, it could yeah. be the movie Air. I got something in there the other day about Trump's sneakers. You know, like I, I find it. And so there's little Easter eggs in there and I'm having the best time. So, oh, that's so great. come watch. We, I mean, that's part of what I do. Obviously, the thrust of these things is ripping the shit out of really bad people known as Republicans and right wingers and whatever. Um, and you can catch it at C Schechter. So C is in Cliff and then S-C-H-E-C-T-E-R. Please come by, subscribe. We're going to end up having probably at least two to three clips from this show because Bob has been so kind as to allow us to, to do video. That's right. Uh, we'll end up on, on, my, uh, on my channel. Perfect. So come by, subscribe. Okay, I got a link in the description under this episode at bobsuska.com. Also, anywhere you get your podcasts. Great talk, my friend. All right, take care, bud. Bye-bye.